I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The rousing Raven Raider, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Don't call me a Raider. Uh, so today, it was super funny. The Cowboys, uh, the America's team, did marvelous against the Browns. Stop. Don't do that to them. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Kind of. So I made this social media <laughs> reference. And I said, Dak Prescott this year is like 2019 Trey Young. And some Cowboys fans got really, really upset about this. Okay, To be fair, they were already really upset about other things. I even I even texted you and said, I'm thinking about tweeting this. <laughs> and, <laughs> Which we frequently do when we say dumb things. <laughs> yes. And normally we don't tweet what we're going to say in the text <laughs> message. But uh, if you got to text somebody and ask somebody if you should tweet something, just don't tweet it. That's normally the rule you go by. <laughs> But anyway, here's the thing. Dak, super fun to watch. Yes. He's going to put up crazy amount of stats. He did. It's, he's, he's fun. This is awesome. It's, a, it's just not resulting in wins. So, And here's the kicker. Neither one of them play defense. <laughs> Ta-da. That's, that's a Trey Young dig right there. <laughs> so anyway, that's a... Somebody, you know, people try to make their Lamar jabs at me. I think Lamar is like Giannis at this point. One MVP yeah. just hasn't had the, you know. People keep making the comparison like uh, um, Patrick Mahomes, not Pat Mahomes. I always want to say Pat Mahomes, but it is Patrick. His mother confirmed. Pat Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is is Steph Curry and Lamar is yeah. uh, Giannis. That's like the comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hopefully Luca can end up being Mahomes if we're doing the comps. But well, we hope uh, so quick, for sure. Real quick with finals, Heat just won. Are you worried at all? I'm, I mean, I think I'm not even batting eye on this. Lakers are taking this series. It's it just prolonged everything too. Like LeBron's pissed right now because he has to leave the bubble like two days later. That's the only thing. <laughs> yeah, we're recording this right after Game Three. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. You'll get ten dollars off your next order with Built Bar. Uh, today we're gonna do our top five and bottom five risers and fallers. In the bubble. So based on bubble play, playoffs, all that, who is rising up rankings or just, you know, who we think is good. Basically, that kind of board uh, who gained the most stock. Basically, if you have stock yeah. in players who who gained or lost the most stock so far. So that's what we're going to do today. Very interesting list. I have some good ones there. Uh, I have one Maverick, as I mentioned. So we will uh, mention that and let you know who the riser or faller is for the Mavericks. Uh, but game Bubba. three, Ma- you know, Lakers lose 104 to 115 to the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler. I mean, we wish back in, uh, you know, not last year, but the year before. Remember that Instagram photo of him saying, Dallas, here I come. <laughs> really wish He's- that could have happened now because Jimmy Butler, 40 points, 11 boards, 13 assists, two steals, two blocks. He played just about 45 minutes. He was absolutely insane in this game, like next level. The only players in NBA history with 40-point triple-doubles in the finals. Two of them played in this game, by the way. Jimmy Butler, LeBron James, and Jerry West. The only ones. That's insane. I didn't get to watch this game. I had something uh, with church stuff. But did LeBron check him? He... 
LeBron was on him. However, I'm asking that since like sincerely. LeBron was on him, but they did a lot of soft switching and they did a lot of like LeBron would be on him. Then they would screen for Jimmy Butler and then LeBron would switch like really quick. And so it was, mm. he really didn't guard him that much. KCP was on him a lot. Uh, you had Kuzma on him some. You had Caruso on him. I mean, everyone was getting thrown at him. They were all over the place. But yeah, yeah, he just I mean, he just dominated anywhere he was on the floor. He was hitting those little turnaround, you know, jumpers. He was hitting everything. It was it was nuts. He was so good. Yeah, I mean, you do have to give, you know, credit to the heat in this. No Dragic, no Bam. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. And former future Mav, Kelly Olynyk, 17.7 boards after his 20 point performance in game two. I mean. Maybe they should have played Kelly Olynyk a little bit more in Game One. Wild. Where, where's the respect for Jay Crowder? <laughs> Draymond Green during the game tweeted out, "Where's the respect for Jay Crowder? Why aren't people talking about Jay Crowder?" I'm like, "What do you want us to say about Jay Crowder? Like he's been fine. He had 12 points and eight boards in this game. He's, you know, hit a couple threes, but he missed six of them. Anyway, so that game." Uh, the Lakers, I think they played absolutely terrible. 10 turnovers in the first quarter. They had 19 turnovers overall. Scott Foster came in and did some things. Anthony Davis got in foul trouble early. A couple players in foul troubles, er, tra- foul trouble early. The NBA got their, uh, game five. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's LeBron extra, got called for two. LeBron got called for two traveling violations in a row. He wow. deserved, he deserved that's both shocking. of them, but you know, that's not something's happening. What nobody is talking about right now is Miami nightlife is undefeated. Game three, <laughs> they switch they switch cities. Game three in Miami, and here we go. There you go. Uh, all right, we're done with that. We're done talking about the finals. I know you guys. There's so Good. many other places you can get finals talk, so you can go go listen to them. Uh, all right, let's start with the you know start with the risers. Let's start with the risers. Whew. Those are the ones that are more fun. So. We're, okay, we're just talking about playoffs, right? Or we're just talking about bubble in general? I took the bubble in general, but there was only eight games. So I took a little bit more stock in the playoffs than I did in the bubble. But I included some, you know, okay. some like actual bubble talk. Most of my, my, my top five are playoff-based, but then my honorable mentions are all basically bubble-based. Okay, so yeah. So Nick and I were approaching this from a... Before the bubble, we had all of our mindsets, all of our opinions about these players. Now, after the bubble... How has some of these reputations slash stocks slash whatever we want to say, how have they changed over the past, I guess, couple months now? I guess yeah. we've been doing basketball for a couple months. Woo. That's wild to think about. Um, okay. I mean, we just have to get it just out there. I'm assuming we won't spend a ton of time on this, but Jamal Murray is the king of the bubble. Number right? one. I mean, yeah, just, that's definitely number one. I mean, that that will be on both of ours. He It has to be number one. And it's not just the stats. I mean, stats were crazy. It, it, it just in the playoffs, uh, a little over 26 points a game, shot 50% from the field, 45% from three. Um, Jeez. I mean, y'all know everything he did with the, with the Nuggets. I just never, I never really had a full opinion on Jamal Murray before the playoffs. I was kind of in or out. Every time the Nuggets were mentioned in some of these like, hey, we're going to go chase Brad Beal or whoever it is, like another star for Jokic, I never viewed them going to get a third star. I just viewed them trying to get a star next to Jokic. And in my mind, yeah, of course, if you could go get a Brad Beal or somebody without including Murray, you go do it. But in my in my opinion, I'm like, yeah, well, if it takes Murray, yeah, for sure. You just go do it. 
And I think for me, coming out of this bubble now, I view him as a second star and I view him as kind of untouchable that you got to just, you got to leave him and Jokic together and then go get a third piece. Yeah, it's pretty wild how far he jumped up, right? He was probably, he was not even in the realm of top 30 players, 50 players. I mean, I bet we can name 50 players we thought that were better than Jamal Murray in the league going into this. And now there's, you know, I mean, he's probably <laughs> he really flew up there. He is he was absolutely incredible. Willed them to a couple games. I mean, he had that stretch where he had 50 points twice. He had 40 the other game. I mean, just an absolutely wild performance from him. And you could just you could feel every time he shot the ball, you expected it to go in, right? There's a certain level of of confidence you have in a player and Jamal Murray didn't really give us that before before the playoffs. Last year in the playoffs he was pretty good, but this year is just Insane, absolutely insane. The Nuggets don't do as well as they did if Jim, if Jamal Murray hadn't gone off and gone crazy. So he's absolutely number one. I don't think you can name anybody else that whose stock rose as much. Now, it's going to be wild to see if they go back to playing in their own home arenas and things like that. If he goes back to just average, like sometimes he's good, yeah. sometimes he's bad Jamal Murray, right? Because then we're going to be like, man, remember that one year Jamal Murray was just nuts in the playoffs in Orlando? <laughs> You know, like remember that? That's gonna be it, that could be the story. It's gonna be so weird. But Jamal Murray, number one for sure. We're holding on to that one. We'll give you the rest of them coming up. We'll tell you who is the biggest risers and who are the biggest fallers. We'll talk about all that. But before we do, talking about things like erectile dysfunction is not easy. Usually you just brush it off saying things like I lost my mojo or just making an excuse or even not even talking about it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. And they actually know what they're talking about. It's not like you're talking to your buddy or your friend or even your partner. And they're like, yeah, maybe do this. Maybe do some more sit-ups. Maybe do this. But actually talking to a real healthcare professional with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and the privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to get you the best treatment plan, and Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping if you use our code, getroman.com slash NBA. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle. You'd have to go to a doctor. You'd have to actually go in person. You have to talk about it with somebody in person, but now there's Roman completely online, and today you can connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it right now. Go to roman.com slash NBA today, and if approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's getroman.com slash locked on NBA. Getroman.com slash locked on NBA. All right, Isaac, let's get into the rest of our risers. Number two for me, I think is, you know, it's kind of hard to say that he rose really far, but I think he went from a player we had a lot of questions about to a player that there's really no questions about uh, and Anthony Davis. I think that he, he kind of rose you can't really say he went up like, oh, he went up 10 spots or he went up, you know, this many spots, but he went from questionable to this guy can perform in the playoffs and we think that he can be, you know, really, really good for a long time. Uh, yeah, I have him at number two. I mean, it's just our biggest question mark with AD. I think all of us knew that if he was healthy, he's one yeah. of the best overall players in the entire game. We just wanted to see it at the next level. And he's doing exactly that. I mean, of course, he has LeBron next to him. But the fact that he's shooting right at 40% from three uh, and he's playing the defense that he's playing, he's averaging, what, how many points a game? 28, a little over 28 a game. Uh, I think he should. I'm hoping <laughs> that he wins finals MVP <laughs> after that, after they win the title. But, yeah, he's just proved it. That's the big thing. It's like he's just ever – like there's so many players across the league that – 
you know, put up good numbers, but you take it a whole different step whenever you do it on the biggest stage. And when it's the biggest stage, that's when it matters the most. And this is what AD's done. Yeah, Anthony Davis also, one of the biggest points of improvement for him. And this is a thing we're going to look at Porzingis to do for sure. During the regular season, Anthony Davis, he was 1.4 for 4.1 in mid-range shots. So he took four a game and just made like one and a half of them. That's just about 35% from the mid-range. You know, okay, that's not really great. And so analytically, you would say, don't take that shot, (laughs) right? Like just, you know, cost effective, basically, you wouldn't want to take that shot. But in the playoffs... He bumped that up to five and a half attempts per game, and he basically made three of those a game, and that that's 50.5% from the mid-range. So upping that from 35% to 50%, that's what really elevates your game because then you become a three-level scorer, and that's what Anthony Davis became in these playoffs. He's been absolutely crazy from the mid-range, hitting turnaround jumpers, and he can rise up over the top of smaller defenders or drive past bigger defenders. It's just that's how he's really changed it, and so I think – For the Mavericks, Porzingis is going to have to do that as well. And if he can get that going, that's what really opens up the floor for everybody. Uh, We had Anthony Davis. I think number three is Nikola Jokic. I mean, (laughs) a lot of people thought a lot of things about Nikola Jokic, but I think he's just like Anthony Davis. He solidified his place as like, you know, if before you're saying, hmm, would you rather have Embiid or Jokic? Now it's kind of like, I think I would take Jokic over Embiid, right? And I think those those kind of conversations are more solidified now. I want to say I want to kind of put him and AD together yeah. in this the big man like in I know well, you have to put Bam like, there too. Yeah, I guess if we, it's just Bam just six eight and it's like weird calling him a a, a big, but I just that was the whole thing we we're talking about in like the second round is if Jokic makes it to the finals, if AD even AD's kind of a unicorn in his own self, if you know. If AD continues to dominate and they win the finals, will that be a big storyline coming? I've already seen some articles written. It's like in an era of a small ball, you know, the big man is dominating the center, you know, the center position. Is it going to swing back now? And so, yeah, I put Jokic up there. I have Jokic fourth on my list, but I, yeah, I Jokic was past Jamal Murray for me on like he was a, a great player in the league, but I always just I always wondered what that looks like at the biggest level. And I know the Lakers obviously put them out, but them making it to the Western Conference Finals, they made the leap as a team. Uh, yeah. And a lot of the questions about Jokic was, you know, oh, can he hang when, you know, it gets to be a playoff series and a team can run him off the floor, right? Especially defensively. Can he hang around? And he could hang with anybody, right? He hung with the Clippers. If you can hang with the if you can hang with the Clippers and the Lakers, they did get beat by the Lakers, but he could tell that he could he could hang in that series, then you can hang against anybody, right? I mean anybody the, the at least that in the one now. Against the Lakers, they lost when he put up eleven points in a row. I think it was the game they lost. And he went on his own eleven oh run against the Lakers. That was like a moment for me. Yeah. In my mind, that was a moment of like, whoa, Jokic's got that in his bag. Yeah. Yeah. He, just like I said at the beginning, if he, you know, if there's all these questions of who'd rather start, you know, a team with, you know, Towns or Embiid or, you know, Porzingis or Jokic. And it was kind of like, ah, oh, people would go one or the other. And now it's just, it's all Jokic. I mean, it's all Jokic. <laughs> you would just, he's absolutely an offensive engine with in and of himself. Bam at a bio, I think is, is a rise of really high riser as well for me. So I put him at number four on my list just because I don't know if a lot of normal NBA fans, like how many Mavericks fans do you think really thought Bam at a bio was like a star, you know? And then yeah. now after this playoff run, you know, you've seen him a lot more. We've, we've seen him more than just twice a year, basically for we're just watching the Mavericks. And so now it's man, he, he is absolutely crazy good. And it really sucks that he's not, 
he's not able to play in these finals because this could be a really big coming out party to him, you know, for the general public. But Bam Adebayo, huge leap, I think, especially his play against Giannis. I mean, his play against Giannis in one series, next series against the Celtics, those are absolutely huge series for him. Yeah, I put him and kind of Tyler Hero together just because they're on the same team. Uh, Bam for sure because he kind of solidified his stardom in his own way. You know, he's not going out there putting 35 points a game like AD or something like he that. He did in the last game against Celtics. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's he like can. Not the like thing a, is, he can do that, thing. but he doesn't do it every. Day. I think that I think that will come for him. I think you can you can like see the potential in there, the touch, the shot. He can hit a he's jumper gonna, a little bit. He can, you yeah. Know, the three will eventually come for him. Yes, that is coming, and that's going to be scary for them. Uh, and then I, I put Tyler Hero with him in the sense I have them at uh, six on my list, but uh, <laughs> out of five, <laughs> out of five, yeah. <laughs> uh, just because Tyler Hero, we just didn't. I didn't know how to. Yeah, y'all know how Tyler Hero has been. If, whether he's a like a J.R. Smith type, and he's just like a streaky do his thing. But I think he's proved that he's more than just a eighth guy on the bench that's going to come in and hit some threes for you. That's where I think he's proven to be a starter in these in this playoff run. All right, so you have one more guy on your list. I actually have two. I, at three, I had Donovan Mitchell. How many do you have on your list? Well, Bam and Tyler Hero I had together. But at three, <laughs> I had Donovan Mitchell. What Mitchell did in that series against Utah, I mean, against Denver, I mean, he averaged 36 points a game. It, it, it shot me a little bit. He shot 51% from three in that series. He just went head to toe with <laughs> Jamal Murray and uh, – and it was just, uh, he had huge moments. There were times I thought Utah was just, there's no way Utah should even do their thing. And I, I get that they gave up a 3-1 uh, lead in that series against Denver. But still, I, for me, it elevated Donovan Mitchell. And then my I had Jokic before at, at five. I had Luka. And mm. I, I not for us, because we obviously talk about Luka yeah. all the time. But I think for... The like general NBA fans or just the NBA, I think seeing what he did going up against Kawhi, Paul George, and the Clippers, not just the big shot, he had his big moment that we're gonna see for you know forever in Mavericks highlights, but seeing what he did going head to head with Kawhi and Paul George and getting the best of them a lot of times, I think that showed a lot of people across the league that Luca is not just a regular season guy, that he's going to be a problem. A problem, all caps He's problem a problem. For years to come. <laughs> yeah, in the similar vein to a Jokic and a Davis, like he solidified his place as, I, I'm a top 10 player, right? Like I'm up there. I'm up there with, mm-hmm. with all these guys. So, uh, all right, I have one player that you did not have in my top five. Ooh. And I honestly think that this player may have risen the most spots on if you a, say Rondo, I'm done. On a list, no, of rankings. If you just rank the NBA from like one to four fifty, this player probably jumped the most just in the playoffs alone. Ludort! Oh, that's a good one. I forgot about Lou Dort. That's a good one. <laughs> Lou Dort, man. Like, remember Lou Dort before the playoffs? That's right. You don't. You don't remember. That's because this dude was playing G League games in January of this year. And then he comes out there, guards James Harden, and uh, does a decent job on him. Has the 30-point game in Game 7 versus Houston. He was he was uh, plus zero on his plus minus when they lost that game. So he was a huge impact. Uh, yeah, people know who Lou Dort is now, and they did not know who Lou Dort was before the playoffs. So that is, that is maybe my number one riser, one. but he's number five on my list. I thought you were going to say Trey Burke, but... <laughs> Lude. he's up there 
Lou Dort. No, that's a good one. Yeah, he definitely deserves to be on this list. Yeah, Lou Dort. All right, coming up, some honorable mentions, and then we'll name our bottom five fallers, the guys that whose stock dropped the most in the bubble. We'll talk about them coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris. Ho Baby Built Bar. Built Bar is back. They have brand new bar. It's even more deliciouser than the first one. Isaac, you got the new one. What did you think about the new improved Built Bar? How is it different? Oh, I... I think it tastes amazing. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar covered in 100% chocolate. Isaac's palate may not be refined enough to notice the difference in the milk bars. Incredible flavors, 18 flavor, incredible flavors. They have new ones, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, carrot cake, cake, apple almond crisp, lemon almond cheesecake. They also have these new built go packets that are even more easy on the go. They're basically these these two packets. If you ever seen the uh, Isaac, you have chi- you have children. The little apple juice squeezes that you can just oh, bring yeah. a kid. They have the these for Built Bar now, which also include caffeine. It's incredible. The other night I needed to get a project done, and they have you know 15 grams of protein, 100 milligrams of caffeine in there. Amazing on the go stuff that you can just squeeze and eat, and they taste the same as regular built bars, which is wild. So, right now, go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on. You'll get $10 off your next order. You can try the bars, you can try the built go. Use the promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more. Uh, Risers and fallers. I'm going to finish with some of my honorable mentions for the risers. Some guys that we didn't really mention. You mentioned Hero. You mentioned Donovan Mitchell. So we'll do that. Jimmy Butler, I think, also solidified himself, especially after this game three. I didn't know what to do with him. Especially after this game three, man. Like, (sighs) but what what is, what, how did he solidify? Like, I just don't know. I'm not comfortable putting him in the same level as like Luca and all those guys. I already viewed him as like a top 20 player. I just don't know how far I've moved him up. You know, I I don't know what the. I think it's more of could this guy be the number one player on a finals team? And he proved that, right? Like maybe not a title team, but on a finals team, absolutely he can do that. And we didn't think that he could be that before. And so I think he solidified that. There's also questions as to. You know, oh, Paul George or Jimmy Butler, who would you rather have? And now it's like not even a question. We'll mention him a little bit <laughs> mention him a little bit later. Uh I think Christoph Porzingis reminded a lot of people that he is still really good because I think he kind of fell out of the national spotlight since he was injured for so long and he was out and then he came back and he was so good. And a lot of people, and this is gonna add to the the legend and legacy of Porzingis, man. If Porzingis would have been healthy, they probably would have beat that Clippers team, especially since they lost in the next round. That adds to Porzingis and that I think that I think gives Porzingis a lot of credit for the play that he did. He had he played really, really well in the bubble. And so I think he deserves a mention. I think Rondo also deserves a mention. I know oh you and all Mavs fans are rolling their eyes, but I think he deserves a mention as a riser because he was very terrible in the regular season. He's been very good in the playoffs. Other honorable mentions. These are semi-non-playoff ones. Devin Booker, I think, also. He led that team to an undefeated record in the bubble. TJ Warren, you remember him? He had those crazy games with the Pacers. Yeah. Uh, Keldon Johnson, that's a deep cut right there. Keldon Johnson Jr., Spurs. You start watching Spurs games. Spurs, Spurs player. The Spurs are Spurs are talking. Okay, I listened to Locked On Spurs podcast the other day for for a lock for a project for Locked On. They're talking about him as their best young player, like that he has the most potential of any of their young players. And I was like, uh, what the heck? And I started looking up Keldon Johnson, and he's got some he's got some real juice. So uh, he also took a rise. Here's one, Carmelo Anthony. 
He was, I was like, I was gonna. Throw he was like out joke. of the NBA, and then now he's like had an incredible run at the Blazers. He had some crazy, crazy plays. And then Michael Porter Jr. I think you know he also oh, deserves yeah. some mention. He had some pretty good run there, and so I like focusing on the positive. So those are a lot of risers for me. Uh, I, I'd good add bubble for all those guys. To, I'd add Dragic to that too. True, Just yeah. That. I think some people thought maybe he was done or all this stuff, even though like he had some injuries off and on. But I think what he I mean, he averaged more points. It wasn't that much more, but he averaged more points than Kemba uh, in in the Eastern Conference playoffs. And I mean, we all seen how important he was to his heat team. So speaking of guys that have fallen off. All right. Number one in our fallers. These are the guys that lost the most stock. Has to be Russell Westbrook. I mean, it has to be. <laughs> maybe, maybe Paul George is your number one. I have Paul George number two, but one, two. It's Paul George or Russell Westbrook, which is hilarious because these I guys are on the same team. I have Westbrook two, Paul George three. You have somebody the, over Paul George? Yeah, I do. Wow. But My teammate of his, Montrez Harrell. Yikes! Interesting. I, I just, I just think that. I think he lost a lot of money. That's I mean, true. That, it's true. I I think he honestly did lose a lot of money. I mean, I was thinking that this guy was going to get 16 to 18 million a year, you know, come, you know, free agency. I mean, he could be looking at MLE. And yeah, if we're talking about contract wise, he's the only guy that lost cuz all these guys that I have on here are on guaranteed deals. <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, but yeah, uh, Harold was number 1 for me. It just I mean, there were times that Boban was just playing him off the floor and yeah that's right what, Boban yeah and it's just I mean even defensively I feel bad because I'm like taking all these shots at him and in the same vein I'm saying yes let's I want him on a Maverick in the Mavericks for sure you're shorting uh, the stock Isaac you're just shorting the stock exactly. on Montrez Harrell that's exactly what I have to do uh but anyway yeah I've Harrell one Westbrook two oh, I, I don't even know what to say about the Westbrook Paul George stuff. Like Paul, okay, here's the thing: Paul George is different than Westbrook because his stock is so much higher than Westbrook's. It's just yeah, Westbrook was already kind of low, but Westbrook was an All NBA player. Like he was voted All NBA (laughs) during the season. Like you and I probably didn't think that he was that great, but voters, like real NBA media voters, voted game stretch, voted him All NBA, and then the Lakers didn't guard him at all that whole series. He went seven of twenty seven from three in that series. Like how do you go from All NBA to not being guarded? Yeah, that was embarrassing. They they basically guarded him like Lou Dort. (laughs) That was wild. And then uh, Paul George. I mean, if if you have a nickname like Pandemic P that trends every single night you're playing like that, that's that's a hit right there. I mean, he asked for it with with playoff P with with the talk and everything. And we've also mentioned several times about his. You know, he said he was having a hard time, and you know, mentally he was in a tough spot. And so, you know, that's rough. We we understand that and. You know, but he still but did. just basketball. Yeah, just, just basketball wise, he fell for us. They they were a championship team mainly because of the pairing of Kawhi and Paul George. And Kawhi's looking across the table right now, saying, "Where are you at?" <laughs> and and they ran their so, mouth a lot, right? Like they kept yeah, they, they kept did. talking and talking. And you're like, guys, guys, if, if like please please stop if you want this to go better for you. Uh, another guy that I think. May not have fallen in the same way that Anthony Davis and Jokic rose, but not many spots. I think Giannis also took a step down. I think. Uh, well, he, I didn't. I didn't even mention him. He's he went from two time MVP to now we're having a bunch of questions about him. Like people are saying he's Scottie Pippen. People are saying that he's you know he can't win all this stuff. I don't believe that, but I think his stock also took a, a hit in this bubble because of losing that second round of this Heat team. See, I just nothing, nothing about what happened in the bubble changed for me about my view of Giannis. I, 
my my struggle going into the bubble was I don't think he at the end of the games. This is well, I mean, this shows because I, I had to be I had the Heat beating them yeah. before the playoffs even started right. because I just didn't think Giannis at the end of games he doesn't have that in his bag yet, and still he proved that. So nothing's really changed for me, and he'll still be a great player. But you think a two time MVP would have something in his bag though, right? Like, isn't that kind of wild? Is that maybe the MVP award took a took, took a stock? No, like I honestly shot, think, you know? I mean, okay, I'll take a shot at my own player here, but it's kind of like Lamar and Mahomes. Like, I love Lamar yeah, Jackson yeah. to death, but he's not Pat Mahomes. And Mahomes is the better overall player in the league. He is the best player in the league, probably. Lamar's not Mahomes. And so, but he won MVP last year. So I think it, that's kind of like a si- similar thing of Giannis. And, yeah. It depends you know, on where your stock was on him before coming in. Yeah. Uh, same, same for this next guy for me is Joel Embiid. I think he also... Like took a took a shot. If you're thinking of him as like a, a franchise player, he goes into that series with Boston. He goes into this series with Boston. He's guarded by six eight Daniel Tice, and they get swept. I mean, just that has to take some kind of stock hit, right? Like you have. I, say, I didn't even put him on there because the dude didn't have Ben Simmons, and he averaged thirty points and twelve boards. And I don't know. I just don't put that loss as much on him as they only played four games. Yeah, they got swept, but it's just like. I don't know. I just if think if you're a franchise Simmons player in your prime, I think you should be able to win a game or so. Yeah. But anyway, That's I think true. he t- I think he took a hit. Maybe I'm being too harsh on him and Giannis, but I had a guy that he actually did get a lo- a lot of flack from people online and I actually think it was warranted some. It was Pascal Siakam. He only averaged mm. in the playoffs, he averaged 17 points. He shot 18% from 3 yeah, in the playoffs good. at roughly 5 threes a game. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think about how far the Raptors made it without Siakam being, which I never thought Siakam, Siakam was like a Batman. I always thought he was a Robin and best playing off somebody like Kawhi. But there were some people out there, like when Kawhi left, it was like, ah, oh, Siakam, man, it, just give it time. He's going to be like the alpha of that team. Well, and I just At nah. the beginning of the season, he played like that. He played like he was going to be that guy, but you have to do it in the playoffs, and he was really, really bad in the playoffs. And then I have two more. Is Kendrick Nunn a name? To t- <laughs> I just don't think he's played very well. No. Um, but anyway, well, he I don't got, think he we got overtaken by Tyler Hero, basically. But the other one, and this, I think this has shown uh, as far as uh, the reaction to some of our pods and uh, to some of our uh, quotes and stuff that have been thrown out on social media, is Victor Oladipo. Yeah, I have I him think, too. That's my five. I think some people's uh, re- um, mine hasn't changed that much about him, but I think for a lot of people. They seen you know in the in the bubble in the playoff playoffs you know they got swept. He averaged a little over seventeen a game, shot thirty six percent from three, thirty nine percent from the field. Uh, he played in five bubble games. He only had over twenty in one of those bubble games. I think you know for some people they see the name Oladipo and it's like all right, well you got to step out here and be all-star Oladipo coming back from this injury. So I think his stock did take a little hit in the bubble. Yeah, I wrote down next to him in all caps, unfairly. I think he's coming back from that injury, then the layoff, and then, you know, they get swept by, you know, Miami, who's obviously a better team. I think it's a little unfair, the the hit that he's taken, but, you know, he still is going to take a hit. Uh, Danny Green, I think, also probably took took a big (laughs) hit. I mean, this is a player we were talking about, like, oh, give him everything. Give him all the money. Give him, you know, $15, $18 million this summer. Uh, he's so far before game three, he shot 39 of 121 from three in the bubble. 32%. Oof. Not been great. He's been fine on defense, but offensively. Can we say the, can we say the whole Clippers team? Would yeah, they all that? took a, I, I honestly went through all of them. I was like, man, has Kawhi taken a stock down? Like, 
for me, but not for you. He has as Lou Williams. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, has, you know, like Zubak. Zubat's like, yeah, probably. Like, Zubat's might be the only one. The only one that really did it because people kept asking for him to play. Uh, yeah, it's like he got out. Reggie Jackson absolutely like after Can after Lucas shot, he took the he took a huge hit. Basically, last Doc player Rivers. last player I'll mention is that I don't think this guy actually fell, but this guy had a real chance to really rise up some boards and to really open some eyes, and that's Kemba Walker. And I don't think he did. I think he had mm. he had a lot of chances, and you know, especially in the Miami series, to really make a you know a run or you know put the team on his back and do something in the playoffs because he's never been that far before and he did and he shot 31 percent from three and he didn't really have a dominant game or a run that like stood out his highest scoring games were in the first round and so that's a guy that he didn't really fall but he didn't really rise either and i think that he should have he was above average and they needed him to be like all-star yeah, Kimba. right at least like he needed a few moments he needed a 40 point game every now and yeah. then he needed a game that he won because he put up 45 and put the team on his back and he just didn't have it yeah like it would be cool if the celtics had like an undersized guard that could really go off in the playoffs that was just like actually really good <laughs> and then he would get hurt and then they would not sign him anyway uh, all right, there you go. Those are our risers and followers. Hopefully, you guys agreed with us. If you didn't, tweet us at Locked On Mavs, at Nick Van Exit, at Isaac L. Harris. And also, if you haven't, please check out Friday's podcast, my conversation with Colin Cable, an incredible story of depression and of just being in a really low place and Luca being the one thing that helped him out of that. I think it's a great human story. And so please, you know, listen to that conversation. If you've had any, you know, thoughts of hopelessness, or if you've ever felt alone, just listen to that conversation. I think it could really be uplifting. I've gotten a lot of really good tweets and uh, messages about that. People texted me from back home that don't even like the Mavericks that listen to that. So go listen to that pod guys. Thanks so much for listening to lockdown maps. Boom. Oceans rise. Empires fall, we have seen each other through it all And when push comes to shove I will send a fully armed battalion to remind you of my love Da-da-da-da